Hello and welcome to another action-packed A Star to Steer Her By, episode number 168. Woo! As usual, I am Ames. This is Caitlin. Jake. And Chris. Hot dog. And we're here doing more Deep Space Nine. We're wrapping up season two, jumping into season three with a three-parter that somehow straddles both. And of course, I get another three-parter to rush the hell through because there is a lot that's going on this week. They really decided, season three, let's introduce like 15 new species that are all at war with each other. Great. Uh, So we're covering the episodes The Gem Hadar and The Search Parts 1 and 2. Look at that. They almost, uh, you know, they only needed two titles for this three-parter. Oh gosh, yeah. Unlike the the three titles for the previous one. Too many titles. This is still too many. Well, here we go. Okay, so... episode of these three and Jake is failing at science again so we decide to go on a field trip to the Gamma Quadrant for reasons and Nog and Quark decide to come along for reasons. Uh, we have a lot of great conversations in which Quark accuses humans of being huge racist against the Ferengi and he's absolutely right. For reasons? For reasons! So many reasons. Nog runs off in a huff, Jake goes after him and this new Vorda woman we meet, Eris, finds Quark and Sisko being like, oh no, I'm being chased. And the Jem'Hadar dudes, who is a big rhinoceros looking creature without the horn, capture the lot of them and throw them in a, in a beam of some kind. Jake and Nog come back and flip the fuck out, so they go up to the roundabout, but they have no idea how to pilot it. Meanwhile, Talak Talan, who is our new Jem'Hadar friend, appears at DS9. Drops some mics all around the fucking station. Doesn't even get to see a Klingon, which is what all he <laughs> wanted to do. It's it's like how how our our Romulan friend wanted to see a cat, but you know no mm. one gets to see what they want. No. And he heats right through the force field. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back on planet, Quark heroically removes Eris's bark collar, and you and she uses her telekinesis, <laughs> which we'll never see again, to free them. Back at the station, Dax's frenemy slash fuck buddy question mark is what I wrote down. <laughs> uh, Captain Keo shows up in the Odyssey, and they all decide, okay, we're gonna go back and we're gonna try to figure out how to get Cisco back and meet these do- these Dominion assholes. But then the Odyssey gets fucking owned. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, all the families that were on that ship. Oh, dear. This is why you don't make galaxy-class ships and put them in war. Uh, at the end, they all go back to DS9. Quark reveals that Eris has been lying about her collar, and she's probably one of these mysterious founder people, which we'll see a lot of in Season 3. And somehow he still doesn't get what he wants, which is to just to run ads on the promenade. Racists. End of Season 3. Jumping into the search, Cisco rolls in in his new hot rod, the Defiant. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Oh god, I'm destroying the peaking. Aren't you glad we turned down the game? Wow, Chris looks like a plum right now. Which is different from usual how. (laughs) I, I just, I picture him like having added flames. You're like, makes it go faster. It does. It's like, no, it doesn't, Benjamin. Shut up, old man. 
so we're also assisted by our new our new friends, the Romulan subcommander Teruel, who we'll see so much of this season. Loads. Dot, dot, I've dot. written so much slash fiction already. And Yay. Lieutenant Commander Michael Edding- Eddington, who's here to take up the security needs of the station since there's this gigantic new threat. To which Odo says, but I wanted to deal with the gigantic new threat. You don't think I'm good enough for a gigantic problem that no one knows how to handle? Pout, pout. I quit. And he has a huge sulk about it. He does. I mean, look, Odo. Eddington has a glaive. Glaive? He has a glaive? I'll, I'll explain later. Oh, good. Oh, super good joke then. In that so, case. So Cisco... Look, Liz gets it, and she's giggling. I'm sure she is. Uh, well, that's a lot of pressure on Liz. Cisco et al. are tasked with finding these uh, these founder people to seeing if we can negotiate with them first, because that'd be much better than, you know, who knows what's going to go on. We go out into the Gamma Quadrant, learn the cloak is absolute rubbish, and the Rhymelins have been lying this whole time about it being any good at all. Quark meets up with his Karema, Karema uh, trader friend Ornithar, who gives us information on this relay station in the Kalanon system. So we go there, and whoops, everyone gets fucked! <laughs> And not in the fun way. No, in the lousy shit way, in which Odo and Kira are the only ones to escape in a shuttle pod, and they go to the Omerian Nebula, which Odo has been seeing and having wet dreams about an awful lot. <sighs> All his dreams are wet. Ames. Well, he's liquid. We, we go to this rogue planet in the Omerian ne- Nebula, and everything is wet because there's so much goo... <laughs> <laughs> which turn out to be lots and lots of Odo's people. Dot, 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 end of episode. In part two of the search, we meet up with one of these piece, people of goo, the female changeling, who never gets Ugh. a name, but we she's here. Uh, and she gives Odo a hand job to experience <laughs> the great link. Right after saying that they're all family, it's just really weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, really, this is some fucking down south type shit. And we learned from this bitch, speaking of some down south type shit, <laughs> that all the changelings are super racist. <laughs> you okay there, Chris? I, I take bullet points are all. And we hear from this bitch. Like, the the, the, the problem is, I had just taken a sip of it. coffee and I had to keep myself from laughing so it didn't come out my damn nose. <laughs> oh, God, and spit all over the mic like yeah. I did that time. So all the changelings fucking hate solids. And Odo's like, I don't know about that because I know a lot of solids and they're my friends. Uh, I guess I'll be a rock for a while. <laughs> Uh, Cisco and Julian, we've learned, have escaped in a shuttle pod away from all the Jem'Hadar that were attacking the fuck out of them. They meet up with Dax and O'Brien, who are okay, and apparently they got to meet some founder people, and they're all gonna go back to Deep Space Nine so that the Vorda Borath is gonna negotiate peace with Necheyev. This, this will go well. This is the best idea we've ever had. Involve Admiral Nechev. Oh, God, that but fucking things, bitch. Speaking of bitches. Things start getting all weird around Deep Space Nine, in which, you know, the Rymelins are being the piss, pissed off because they're being left out of these peace negotiations. The Jem'Hadar are running amok. Tarul and Garrick get fucking killed. Whoops. And Sisko decides, okay... Fuck all of this. We're going to collapse the wormhole because something's not right with these founder people and the Cheyev is being more bitchy than usual. Kira on planet has found a nefarious door and Odo, Odo decides, <laughs> eh, I guess I'll go through this door for you because it's weird that it's here. They find all the other characters that think they're on Deep Space Nine are actually being experimented upon because the founders are trying to figure out how far the Federation will go to establish peace Versus how likely they are to just go to fucking war, and they don't like what they see. And we learn, oh no, F- uh, Changeling Lady is actually one of the founders, and Odo feels really conflicted about this, and yeets the fuck out of here. Crap. That about right? Yeah. Sounds good to me. A lot happens. <sighs> so much happens. 
You uh, actually did that like very fucking yeah, concisely. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. That was really I told really you, I took one. I took bullet point notes just because there's so much that goes on. So Quark, super relatable because I also hate camping. <laughs> Can confirm. Like I was just like, wow, no, everything he's you know like like this. He's just like no. The bugs. Do you put the silver oh. moisturizer on your ears, though? Um, you know, I'm one of those people that should moisturize, but I really, I do not. Even the ones that claim they don't leave, like, a greasy feeling afterwards, that's a fucking lie. A they greasy do. film? I, I despise moisturizer. And it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're very dry skin. <laughs> Oh, especially the back of my hands in winter are yeah, like... Yeah. You know? Well, and lately, I've, I've finally given in and do it occasionally, only because we're all washing our hands so much that, like, literally one day my hands started bleeding. Oh, God. Because your skin cracked. Because the skin was that dry, and I was like... Must you be clean. You Must be clean. I finally started using moisturizer because I had fucking used iron wool on my hand until it was down to the bone and I thought that looks bad. Why were you doing No, I wasn't doing oh. that. That's what it sounds like Chris was oh, doing. I, see. I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were no. telling another story. No, 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 no. I'm not good at Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like Quark in the, the Jem Hadar, you know, Armin Shimmerman, obviously a treasure and oh, yeah. so often on Star Trek I feel that comic relief is done poorly or heavy handedly and it just doesn't work with the plot but in this case and often i think with quark it's done really well you know i, th- I think that's the writing as well as armin shimmerman's yeah, yeah. performance they are single-handedly like armin shimmerman is almost single-handedly i'll give some credit to the writers Trisha why not redeeming the ferengi from what they were in D- yeah. dmg well i think what helps with with him as a sort of a rom is not helping so I that's what to say <laughs> the, the, what with with quark as a comic relief figure i think what helps is that a lot of times when star trek does comic relief type stuff. It's either like, oh look, you know, the outsider character said something funny because they don't get it. See Data or Spock or even Odo sometimes. And you're just like, no. Or Let it's the a cat out of the bag? Or it's Spot? A, yeah. Or it's a character who is just aggravating humor. Nog. Wrong. I mean, Brom. Nog um, is fine. Yeah, no, Nog's good. But Quark is actually a character first and foremost and a lot of the comedy just comes from his character... His character, I was gonna say his character flaws, but really his character. Like, he's funny because, like, he is so at odds with sort of the ideals or the professed ideals of Starfleet. Um, but then also, he gets to still be a real person. You know, he has actual, you know, he has that moment in the uh, force field where he's like, you people were worse than we ever were. We're just greedy assholes. We never did some of the nasty shit you did. We did like our electrified whips, but and yes. I, that was a kink thing. And I did put a have sex with me clause in the contracts for my Dabo girls. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, that's not I all like Ferengi. That's mostly Quark. I, I I prefer when Quark's schemes are like funny and based around be, just being greedy. Mm. You know, like getting his ads on all of the screens around the at the station versus tricking women into sex with him. Yeah, like that. Like I think that, we can all agree that these are schemes that I can get behind. Yeah, and I think they realized so much. they realized and, let's back away from that part. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the I don't mean to delegitimize his claims of potential racism towards Frankie because I'm sure there's shitloads, but I also kind of feel like he was just making himself sound like he was really upset because he was trying to manipulate the situation to get the ads right. 
I know. Like, I think do you think he actually thought it was racism, or do you think he really wanted to get ads on the ship? I think by that point he was just genuinely stressed out. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I also stressed out about his profits going down. He was in the death tube at that point. I, I think, think he was also trying to press Cisco's button specifically, though, because mm. yeah. like especially with the whole racism thing. Like Avery Brooks had a great reaction oh, his when face. he said that. He's like, "Quark, <laughs> you're about to get fucking." Um, because like obviously that's some, all around that know, tube. That's something that that Cisco's cognizant of. So for Quark to bring bring it up as like an evidence as to why humans suck and Frankie are better is like and mm. it, and that kind of comes up in the next episode too when Odo's like, "Oh, you guys just don't want to work with a changeling," and he's like, "This is not about race. Mm. This isn't a racial issue." So there's a lot of that this yeah true. this mega episode, but that's the next episode. So and the founders are huge racists. Mm. Wow, yeah, and fascists. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Mm. It's weird, because they're like hippies and fascists. It's a bizarre mix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. That is sort of a, a thread in this one. I didn't think of that. Well well caught. But yeah, so um, yeah, we're going to the Gamma Quadrant. This is, this is, you know, we don't get a ton of Gamma Quadrant adventures to this point. So. Well, we haven't had a ship before this, but now we've got a ship. Well, they, the, in Jim Hanar, they just went in Well, they went in, in, in a roundabout. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Why are we calling them roundabouts now? Because Chris used to call Jordy Gordo. Oh, okay. So until know. the rest of us started calling him Gordo. So this is, so this I'm waiting is for rec- Gordo. I think Caitlin started it, and I think it's great. Oh, fair enough. Wait, was I calling them roundabouts? Yeah. You might, actually, you know what? Yeah, you were. Oh, you well, started. It, was, it was probably a mistake. I don't know if I did it on purpose. Happy to serve. Yeah, what did they say? The planet was like Earth's early Devonian or something? The, the rogue planet? Jake. Yes. No, no, the, uh, the one they went to for oh, the science fair. I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. I remember Jake, Jake was attempting to science hard. Yeah. What's this? I love the other Jake. Cisco. Oh, I love Jake. that Cisco was like, what's this boring bullshit you're doing? What would, what, you want to go to the Gamma Quadrant? Like, seems a little bit irresponsible to be like, let's go to this mostly unexplored place that we don't really know that much about where there may or may not be some shadowy figures called the Dominion. Let's go there for yeah. a camping trip. I mean, so far there haven't, you know, really been... Major issues in the There have been corner. lots of major issues. Yeah, we killed Opaka, damn it! They're going to an uninhabited planet. I feel like for Cisco trying to connect with his son, yeah. like it might not be the most prudent parental move to go on a you know just the two of us camping trip to an uncharted planet, but. At the same time, Cisco's like, "Huh, I can be King Dad." Man, if I science do this. science fairs in the future must be fucking off the wall. Except for Radish Kid. Radish Kid sucked. Fucking Dude, Radish no way. Kid. Radishes are great. Remember, like, and Jake's plants were probably great too. Wesley made a, a tractor beam. <laughs> Wesley, like Wesley, was the little fucker that ruined the curve for everyone yeah, else. Oh, you absolutely. know, it's like, what did you do? I fucking did a thing with iodine. I, look, I see the asshole with the tractor beam. Don't even pretend you care. <laughs> I was a little sad we didn't get any rounds of uh, Row Your Boat. Uh, oh, no marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah. No mountain climbing. You know, it was a little bit of a letdown. No beans. Yeah. Nog is here. There's probably beans in the jambalaya. Yeah, I was going to say, what did they make? Did he make jambalaya? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nog there was is bugs here in the cause... jambalaya. We knew that. <laughs> I yeah. thought Ferengi liked eating bugs. So did, so did Nog re-enlist in school? When did that happen? Off screen at some yeah, point, right. apparently. Well, Which... didn't... Didn't like uh, Jake teach him to read and yeah, that probably when he got back into it. Or Maybe something? yeah, they they definitely didn't specifically say when it happened, but it happened at some point. Okay, I guess I forgot that he had left. I sort of there are certain arcs 
in story pieces that I just assume don't matter episode to episode. Mm. And I guess like I just Like anything totally involving f- Keiko? Yeah, mostly that. Oh, God, that's next week, but Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah, that was the one thing. Yeah. was uh, when they're in the, sh- the, the force field, Mabob, and Cisco's like, you know, I've never seen more than four guards at once. It's like, remember how they had personal cloaks? That's true. There could be a bunch of guards there constantly. Yeah, and do you think the three of you, Cisco, Quark, and a woman who's freaking the fuck out, can take on four guards? But she has psychic sneezes that knock people over. Mm. Also, hell hath no fury like a woman who is freaking the fuck out. Plus, who knows, maybe maybe that ungodly screeching noise Quark makes would be like, (laughs) it's some sort of pitch that the Jem'Hadar cannot... I'm like, sure deal with. So it's like much the screeching. dog whistle of Jem'Hadar. Mm. Which is worse, Quark screeching or Nog screeching? Because we had both. Nog. Oh, I don't remember what Nog sounded oh, like. Which means God. I've probably repressed it, so I guess Nog. Yeah, every time they were in the roundabout, and Jake was like, I don't know how to turn the autopilot off. And Nog would be like, we're gonna die! Ah! 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 Remember five seconds ago when you were like, Nog's not bad. Well, he's not no, usually this... used as a comic relief character quite as blatantly. What was the screaming? I said as often. All right. And as blatantly. Just saying. Plus, he still actually has a personality. Nog will get one eventually, I think, if I remember. You mean Rom? Yes, damn it. <laughs> That's how much Rom is not a character to you. You just can't. No, I just keep flopping their fucking names. Swapping. Uh, You're like right. someone's grandmother calling you their... Calling you the your aunt's name or some shit. All video game Karen, consoles. Cheryl, Caitlin. What? All video game consoles are Nintendos. Mm. I got you a game for your Nintendo. It's a PlayStation. The brand PlayStation on. Nintendo. I mean, yeah. the Nintendo PlayStation. That was a thing. Anyway. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. They just auctioned off the prototype. Ooh, neato. But yeah, this I guess like that. It's interesting. Like this is sort of a lot of interesting sort of setup for then what sort of has paid off more in the search yeah I feel that's like. kind of when I, I kind of feel like about this this episode because you know at the end of today's episode we're going to do our tops and bottom threes from the season and it's like how do i feel about this episode yeah it's mostly setting up for what's going to be season three it, it's interesting because it's almost like how quark is great but quark's always great yeah we talked about at the beginning of this season how like they had unintentionally done like because you would say i remember we said at the time like the season one finale retroactively was sort of turned into a prologue for the season two intro. I've totally lost what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, the, the the last episode of season one was it introduced oh, some, the, the, the hands of the prophets. Yeah, and it yeah. introduced some concepts that were expanded upon and dealt with more in the season two three part opener. Oh yeah, but and I had, yeah, and I had said like, oh, that was really clever. And you're like, oh, that was unintended. They hadn't planned it that way; it just sort of happened. It feels like this season they're doing that, but on purpose. Yeah, and I also think they were doing it on purpose because they kind of like took what was going to be the seeds of what they were originally going to do for the season one finale when they were going to have you know Picard come back and have a giant battle kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and you know go into the gamma and find some foes and they were originally going to have that be their season one finale so now that they kind of had time to flesh that out and they've been working on it a bit they're like okay now we kind of know where it's going to go we're not going to have Picard we're going to we're going to kerplode another galaxy starship because we've got to show up how powerful these guys are yeah they can get out of our our force fields and they can blow the shit up out of our biggest fucking ship Mm. biggest ungainliest minivan looking ship see honestly though this would have been a pretty cool uh, if it had been if they had done this as a crossover episode because this is happening concurrently with what season seven yeah season seven had ended a couple weeks before this so they should what they should have done is like some kind of they should have just had it be the enterprise 
and had it be and a, blown up the Enterprise. Blown it up. Jesus Christ! The fans you, would revolt. You really didn't like Star Trek: Picard. I really didn't like Star Trek: Generations. Oh, fair uh. enough. <laughs> See, they could have. They could have. They, they blow up the ship, but all the principals survive. Yeah, well, everyone. And just just start Generations with the new Enterprise. Don't have to, don't have to blow it up as no, part of the just, movie. Just, just go right to, to skip the that's first what I meant. contact. Yeah, go right to first contact. In fact, it could have been a it could have been a, a the generations could have been a crossover event instead. It could have been a it could have been DS9 and uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Kids. I don't think I don't think Next they could Generation have... and the TNG kids. Yeah. They couldn't have produced Deep Space Nine whilst also Deep yeah. Space Nine was happening though. No, you're right. Yeah, that that would have been a cluster. We we know they were already like strained enough having the two season overlap plus planning generations plus planning voyager yeah like they this would have broken everything it's yeah. actually pretty amazing though that i feel like at this point deep deep space nine has given us the strongest like first and second season in spite of that the second yeah. half of picard is good the second half of picard as a first season Oh, she's been so far in like what we've done. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah, I mean, done. like versus like TOS and like TNG. Yeah, yeah. We all know the strongest first season is Enterprise. Chris is joking. Mm. Oh yes, no. Even even as someone who enjoys Enterprise, no, I am joking so hard. So wait, what's after this? Voyager, Voyager. is next, and then Enterprise. Yep. Yep. I'm a big Trek fan. <laughs> so everyone goes out either in the Odyssey or in a whole bunch of like little shuttle pods and roundabouts to go into the into the Gamma Quadrant. Who is left on Deep Space Nine? I think anything, Keiko? Oh no, anything's not there yet. Keiko's the only Keiko. one in charge. Or Rom? Um, Morn? Yes. Morn's in charge. Rom, or, or no, Rom just has a son. Force I have and, a business. Force on the planet, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's the. I'm sure there's the B team. Yeah, this is a nice shift. Like, there's always, there's always people milling around in ops. Yeah. There. I always find it funny whenever we see, because we're going to see a little bit in the search, too. It's like, everyone, let's go into the into the Gamma Quadrant together. Literally and everyone. Leave, and leave no one behind on the station. Yeah. Well, it's we're because, even taking Quark for our reason. because you can't do shows without your principles. Yeah. But, like, having, like, there's really no reason why Kira should be involved in this at all, you know? How right? much reason? She's, she's Deep Space Nine she, security, right? No, she's, no, well, she's, she's the majority is on. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why is Dax going? We don't need science if we're going out here right yeah. now. I, mean, I, could see the I guess you're the navigator people. now, too. Oh, because she's fucking Keo. Got it. Yeah, I could see the Starfleet people going on this mission, but I don't see why Odo or Kira would. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a little... They're not Starfleet. But yeah, it's like you said, the thing with the thing you always just sort of accept on some level with Star Trek is that just there are, you know, backup sort of staff that we don't ever see. There's the, you know, the people that run the bridge from midnight to 6 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, Morn. Yeah. Yeah, I even noted um, there's a, in the German translation of this episode, Morn keeps a line when, when uh, Quark and here are leaving for the night. Holy shit. They kept it they kept a line in in German for him. What was the line? I didn't find it. Oh. But I also don't know German. <laughs> I like to imagine that when Morn is left in charge, he's in his same costume, but he puts on one of those little like I'm a rich guy with a yacht captain's hats. No, like a train conductor hat. Or that. Um So <laughs> the Defiant. Hang on, I have one more element about the Jump Hatter I wanted to Okie dokie. So we meet up the, with the, the all these Dominion folks. Yep. And there was originally, it's in like the, the series Bible, but not necessarily, it didn't make it into the episode, that they th- they said basically, think of the Dominion as the people who genetically engineered the task for their hunters. Hey! What? 
you said when we did that episode, like you felt like the Tosk were sort of a prototype Jem'Hadar. Mm. You mm. called it. Yeah, I guess I did. Did you? I guess I did. Yeah, go back listen to the episode, people. You'll he Tosk was... is great. Yeah, um, that's such a good. Well, yeah, I feel like yeah. Well, I feel like in terms of the writing, yes, it's a similar idea, right? So like, yeah, you get these Jem'Hadar. I mean, the thing is, we're not really clear what they are in this episode. We're told that they work for the founders mm. and we're Which told... Which we can only assume are the Vorta right now. Well, they... But they ask Eris at the end, like, oh, so you must be a founder. And, and then she vanishes. That's she, for me and... to know and you to find out. Well, she was like, oh, you, man. Think, you think the founders would <laughs> yeah. waste their time with you bozos? But then, um, of course, in bozos. the search, another Vorta says, yeah, we're totally the founders. Yeah. And then, like, no, actually, double blind. But he's not even real. He's a a. No, he's real. Well, he's a real guy. But he's, he's real. But when he says he's a founder and he's working with them, yeah, that's all part of the. Right. It's part, it's part yeah, of the yeah. gag. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the illusion. So, Ares, I so you know we talked about uh, you know it was very convenient that uh, you know her plan to like do the prison break involved needing someone that could pick locks, and it's a good <laughs> thing that Cork was there because he knew how to pick locks. Mm. So like maybe she had another something that any person could do trick up her sleeve if she had needed. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, also like, cause just because I happen to know the telekinesis never comes up again, <laughs> so I've seen a lot of people commenting on in the memory alpha saying, "Well, maybe uh, she didn't actually have telekinesis, and she was just using that as a ruse to be like, oh, if not for this collar, I could telekinesis our way out of here.'" Yeah, I think that's true. Because, that's a reasonable because there's no because she needed some way to take down the force field, and she couldn't rightly have a phaser or something. Right. You know. Yeah, so, they would have frisked presumably. Um, yeah, so so her having some ability that could cut, that could break take down the force field makes good sense. Yeah, and even if she's the whole time she's in the force field with Quark and Cisco, and the two of them are bickering like old lovers, and or they're new, just, new lovers, new, new like, like like lovers, and she's right there, and they're talking about her, and she's not fucking there, and she's like, oh, and they're like, oh, we're stuck here, and this woman is useless, and she's like, oh god, no why. So there's a couple. She could things, just be though. getting information from them the whole time. But I yeah. also I think potentially the. Dominion knew that it was Cisco and Quark and family going to this planet. True, they have a very good intelligence gathering well, on. I, I, I'm going to say that there's so this is a little spoiler for a few minutes from now. <laughs> but the actual founders are changelings. They're they're Odo's people. <gasps> so presumably there could be changeling spies on Deep Space Nine. Oh my god! And elsewhere, never in, trust that glass. All right. For that rat. <laughs> um, Morn could be a changeling for all we know. Um, I mean, that would make sense considering how terrible Odo is at taking human form. That was just, they're really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> they're like, here we go, I'm a people. Well, we learned from the changelings, and I didn't mention this in the synopsis. We learned from the changelings that they sent out, you know, they hate human beings, They all or they hate solids of all forms. They, they all moved to this rogue planet. And decided we're gonna we're gonna camp out here, secretly run the universe, and we're gonna send out thousands of our infants to like gather information, and then they'll just at some point be compelled to come back. And Odo was just the first. Good luck, infants. That's freaky as fuck. Yeah, it's, I, it feels like like breeding salmon, sending them out into the world, and then they mm, come back. To I breed. thought that too that they were just like salmon. I had that exact I think, thought. Yeah, I think there's that. I think it's also a little kind of like, like V'ger, right? You know, like they send it out there. Mm. And and they and they eventually find their way back, and by the time they get back, they have all this intelligence and like 
So basically, the founders themselves don't have to send ships out to like yeah. explore the far reaches. They just sent out these some babies, th- these babies. Yeah, but Hello. the thing is, is they talk about how like solids always mistreat them. So it's like, okay, so how many of your infants were, you know, I don't know, beaten to Odo death? Odo will be the yeah. only one that's come back. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, know what if I they mean. Care. Like that's I don't know wild. If they care, though. But they also claim that a changeling has never heard another changeling, and I would argue that they hurt lots and lots of their infants by sending them out. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, well, not to mention the therapy. Also, <laughs> their their plan, at least this far, has backfired because, like, aren't they terrible, Odo? And he's like. I, I don't know. Some I, of my best friends are solids. Things are kind of neat. I kind of want to pork the redhead. Uh, kind of. And Quark. Speaking big of wet time. dreams. I, I love when Oda realizes he's home and he gets this big smile. Oh, smile. And you're like, so disturbing. And it's like, well, it's so it's like, creepy. Oh, it's like, oh, that makeup was not designed to deal with that facial expression. <laughs> Those boots were not made for walking. No, I think they, they do that as like, he just smiles weird. Like he does, just, well, because it's not a smile. It's yeah. A, yeah. No, I know, but it's just funny because it really does, like, with the makeup, it really does just, like, you're like, oh, that, yeah. oh, and I think okay. It, I think that that was the point, though. Mm, I don't yeah. think it was, like, the yeah. makeup was poorly designed. Mm. I think the point was he has trouble smiling. Yeah. yeah. He just Qu- doesn't question. know how to do that. I, question. So, we, so we, we come to this planet, female changeling comes out of the goo and is like, hey, I'm a one of you. And I'm, and I'm probably like shaping myself to look kind of like a you. So, that so you, you'll be comfortable. So you, until you get it. Mm-hmm. So you understand. Mm-hmm. Why then is that character just not played by Renee Aubergenois? Why is she female? Why are they wearing different clothes than he's wearing? Because the network did not want him giving himself a hand job. <laughs> I don't know. I Hot. think I think they they know how to make like, they know enough that okay, we're gonna make distinct. She knows how to make boobs. individuals. The Kira was there. Yeah, how well, does she know what Akira is? They, uh, but they also know they know what solids are. They have are, Florida and you know. Yeah, they oh, know, that's they true. And they the all look the same is, because like, we're human beings that have to be actors. Well, it's all. But I also think that I. So here's what I think: that a they know what humans look like, but they are also are they're going out of their way to try. So okay, fan theory. I would have liked it if it were. They put on a tinfoil hat. Right that's now. what I'm saying. Tinfoil hat firmly on the ground. I don't. I do not I think that hat. what we saw was the founders' homeworld. I do not mm. think that was. The founders no, they homeworld. say that it isn't. When do they say it isn't? They said that they like found yeah, that no, they, place. They moved it's definitely there. not there. Oh homeworld. no, no. I, I mean, the sure. Home, I get that. Home base. No, I don't think they live there. Oh, oh, okay. oh fine. I think that was stro- solely set up as like a place for Odo to go. Mm. And, and how'd they compel him to get there? It's. They, it's. He's a salmon. Yeah, but if it's not where he was supposed to, if they're not acting, no, no, this is still where they were supposed. He was supposed like, to go. This is it's this not is, where they're this originally. Is, this is the welcoming center for the. Well, again, returning. we know it's not where they are. Well, right, from, but what, what, what but all he's we're saying, saying is it's their summer vacation home. I'm saying sure. it's where that they wanted the young to return to. Yeah, but it's also not where they live. live. Okay, they went there like probably most of the time. It's just a barren rock in this. Thing. Is every single plant that's there another changeling? <laughs> Could be, I but feel I feel like I, that's possible. But I think that they, because a here's okay here's evidence. It would be really bad if anybody knew where the homeworld was. Yet the Defiant is in orbit around it while they have everybody prisoner. Well, they weren't they weren't originally going to let Kira leave. <laughs> no, but either way, either way, they they eventually did. 
I feel like they wouldn't have let anybody leave. They would have just let Starfleet think that the ship got destroyed. Oh, yeah, they definitely weren't going to let any of these people go, mm. especially once they found out how far they would go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do So not... I agree with you. So why do they let them go? Because Odo's with them, or yeah, what? Yeah, I think, well, I think Odo, but also if I think if it really were their, their home where they lived, they wouldn't have let them go even with Odo because it just would have been too dangerous. Because and now everybody knows where they are. Well, then where are, where are all these thousands of other babies going to go? Well, again, that could still be the welcoming center. And when they know that a baby's getting close, they could set it up, you know, roll out the red carpet like they mm. did for Odo. Yeah, I think they said they said to Odo, like, we weren't expecting you back so soon. Yeah, so yeah he's like, how fucking old am I? Like but, 5,000. But they're also full of shit because they knew that they were coming 100% because... There's no way yeah, that, can't that Odo and that Odo managed to escape the Defiant with all those Jem'Hadar ships on a shuttle and not the shuttle get destroyed. The shuttle was allowed to leave and go to this planet. Yeah. Yeah. But also... Um, well, they probably genuinely weren't expecting him for another 300 years until the wormhole yeah, until they and found then the they accelerated their plans yeah and then i'm sure they have a spy on ds9 the same spy that told them that that it was oh quark we should oh we could set up a thing with lock picking you know because the quark's gonna be there i'm sure whatever spy told them it's that totally was also like hey just so you know there's one of us here and uh you know he looks really bad so if he when he comes <laughs> he looks really bad <laughs> actually, when he finds his way back don't freak him out just just make a shitty looking face there's actually there's actually this guy who's been in the background of a couple of episodes before this one and in at least one upcoming one, which I didn't want to say anything because we hadn't gotten to the Jem'Hadar yet, but whatever alien he is, he just kind of looks like a Jem'Hadar, like they half-assed the makeup. Mm. So I think that's your spy. No, I think the spy is probably actually a founder. Oh, yeah. I think it's actually a changeling. I, I think it's Morn. I think I'm on board for it to just uh, be Morn. Morn spends a lot of time with Quark. Yeah, and he, he doesn't talk a lot, but he, he listens. listens. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, and I, but anyway, going back to why they look the way they do, I'm pretty sure they look the way they do because that's how Odo looks. Yeah, no, they're totally just making him feel, and now thanks to that fucking one scientist, a bunch of people have that dumb haircut. Yeah. And I wonder, okay, let's take it a step further. Let's go to even more, let's layer some tinfoil on top here. So... We've seen Crunchy. the actress that played Changeling before. Yes. We saw her in... The Chase. The Chase. Um, Amazingly, also directed by Jonathan Frakes, much like Search Part 2. Oh, yeah. So we see her in that episode, the same actress. I'm going to suggest that the appearance of the uh, female Changeling that we see in The Search is actually based on a real person the person that we saw in the chase and that the changelings just naturally do that and that's why odo's face looks like that no no because she didn't look like that in in the chase she didn't yeah, look like potatoes. she looked close she looked closer than probably she, she should be mm, yeah they didn't have ears they just had a kind of a, a lumpy kind of depressed with depressed features just shape that i think it's close-ish to what Odo and female changing look like. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just how that woman looks, okay? Yikes. No, I don't know. I, I, I could see a situation where, like, okay, we have this chase species that seeded the galaxy. What one of the species that they couldn't have seeded would have been the changelings. Or, alternatively, the race that seeded the galaxy was the changelings, 
possibly before they had evolved so much morphogenic wow. capabilities. Yeah. Maybe they used to be humanoid. They used to be solid themselves. And then they, and then they met the transfiguration guy and, and evolved past their genetic mm. code. So, yeah. Forgot about that asshole. So maybe the fountain, like, that would have been an interesting plot line, honestly, if, if they had brought up the, the chase ever again. No, never again. And we find out that, wait a minute, the founders are so-called, not because they found the Dominion, which they did, but because they literally found all the other humanoid life in the galaxy. It's possible. And then they turn into assholes. Yeah. And decided that they were going to destroy all that life. I'm sure they were also assholes originally. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the, the them turning into assholes part is definitely true, can confirm. The rest <laughs> of it I don't know. Anyway, Jake wanted to talk, before we went down this changeling path, Jake wanted to mention something about the, the Defiant. What about it? I don't know. You started saying, so the Defiant, and then I'm like, hang on, I that have was, another thing. That was me. That was you. Fine. Chris wanted to talk about the Defiant. Well, so like you said, they've, they've given them a ship now. Yep. Uh, so that there's something a little more like... Based on a Lamborghini, I hear. Really interesting. Uh, it's a little sturdier really? than, you know... It's like, okay, we got to stop sending them in these, like, glorified shuttlecraft. Like, let's give them a proper ship. Hmm. I, I feel like it's quite... I love how, how prone to explosions it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like they basically, like, they pulled a Tim Taylor and put, like, a V8 <laughs> engine on a riding mower. Huh? <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. Morn is Wilson. Um... <laughs> that was good. That's but really I also, good. I was thinking like, oh man, so this would have been the first season after TNG. <laughs> TNG ended. Of course this is when they give them a proper ship. They're like, oh god, we need a proper ship. Fuck. Yeah, I still find it ridiculous that even with the Defiant there, there is still all of one starship stationed yeah. at the most strategically important place in the galaxy especially now that they know the goddamn dominion is like no shit knocking on their door yep and don't worry we've got this romulan lady to run the cloak yeah I and, have and, with and that. eddington who's here to piss odo off what do you what do you what don't you like what yeah. i was really surprised by i mean i'm okay with their ha- having a cloak i'm just i am i do not see based on what we have seen previously of the romulans to this point oh that they'd agree to any that of this? they would involve themselves that in they'd this. tell us oh by the way here's the here's the gigantic flaw in our cloak is that you can see this trail well, that leads behind that, not just that Jesus. but they would even al- agree to allow a cloak to be installed yeah. like i know she says oh well you know the gamma quadrant has strategic importance for the romulan empire then Okay, well, then they, they should do this on their own. That would be very problematic. They could go to the Gamma Quadrant. No one's stopping them from just sending their own ship. Or if they really like wanted to do a team up, they would have just had a Romulan warboard escort. You know. But now you're like, yeah, all right. They've got access to your cloak. We don't know that this is the newest version of the Romulan oh, yeah, I'm sure. cloak. It's yeah. like it's like all right, let's give them the one from a couple of versions back. And also you've now got They're uh, running Windows 98 cloak. Yeah. And now you've got a Romulan, you know, plopped right in the middle yeah. of like Starfleet's experimental warship. Yeah, I So you're feel... like even if they never make more of these, you know like, well, yeah, but we've got information on what they think of when they make a warship. Yeah, I feel so bad that I know after this episode, we don't see Tarul anymore. Yeah, they, they write her, her. They write her out, and I wrote down, it's because... She was they, not great acting. Because she, she was, was fine. boring as fuck. She was a Romulan. They, th- they didn't think there would be enough material, like story material, to justify keeping her, to which I say, she's a Romulan! 
Romulans are full of story material. I mean, honestly, it would have been fascinating. If, if it was a good character, I would have liked... Like, if it was actually a good actress, for mm-hmm. one, and a good character... I would and love to add a Romulan. In the Romulan future, I will say, I'm pretty sure we do kind of get a recurring Romulan character on the show that's okay. It, but I think it would have been really cool. This would have been a really interesting way to introduce a... Romulan as either a regular or as a recurring character. Oh, hi, Black Black. And imagine like the drama you could have with like, hey, good you know, a, a Romulan serving on a Federation ship. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose too. Part of the reason they maybe would avoid it is because like and we've kind of said this before is like they've when they did the Cardassians, what they've kind of done is given them a lot of. Romulan-esque personality but traits. Better. You know, but it's like way secret police, convoluted, long-burning scheme. So, like, you just... In a way, you're sort of doubling up if you have the Romulans and the Cardassians. Yeah. And it's not until Picard, as we discussed, you know, in our Picard season episode, it's not until Picard that they really, like, figure out what to do with Romulans. Give them a bit more of a culture. There's also not really a reason to involve the Romulans because the Klingons also have cloaks. So and the Klingons yeah. are our friends. Yeah, the Klingon like I I, I would have been and, and and that and that guy really wanted to meet one. <laughs> like we could have even had a thing where it's like oh you know Core called in some favors to get us a, a cloaking device because Dax yeah. asked about it or something. Hell, you know? Worf Worf called in some favors. He's done on D- TNG <laughs> TBD. No, yeah, the no. I guess you could say well the wrong well, I mean, ones I, we I pissed off he's... because it, treat, treat treaty of Algernon or whatever. Which got name dropped? I'm pretty sure in this. it did. Yeah. Oh, in this? It was name dropped recently. I don't. Yeah, know if it where was did in I hear this. name drop of this? Uh, I think Picard. I thought I heard it in this. No, yeah, maybe. Definitely got mentioned in Picard, though. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Berman was also opposed to the cloak because he wanted to uphold Roddenberry's "the Federation doesn't sneak around" rule. Shut the fuck up, Rick. <laughs> you fucking Gene, sexist weirdo. Shut the weirdo. fuck up, Gene. Well, he's dead at this point. So oh, well, yeah, he's already right. shut all the fuck the way up. Yeah. Could have had um, could have brought old uh, John Locke out of retirement and get his cloak. Oh, from the Pegasus. Yeah, there we go. That one. Ooh. Pressman. Pressman. That sounds right. Oh, so yes. By way of explanation, though, in a way that sort of I know we are going to see at least a little bit more of Eddington. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I said about him having a glaive. He was the lead actor in the '80s science fantasy cult movie Krull. I'm glad this is making it into the episode. And he famously gets this ridiculous, like, mall ninja fucking weapon, and it's a magic ninja star that he can throw in its face. But interestingly, Krull... It's a ninja star slash... What is this? Frisbee. No, boomerang. <laughs> I, kind of, yeah, because it does come back somehow. <laughs> Slice your fingers off. It, yeah, no, it's a dumb weapon. <laughs> uh, good movie, dumb weapon, Road but warrior. Has, has a minor Trek connection. Uh, James Horner, composer of Star Trek 2 and 3, composed the score for Krull. Fabulous. Cut all that. Great nope. story. Kroll was a really good movie. It's a cool story, bro. Yeah, Eddington is, you know, it's like take two. Remember that character? Yep. I don't even know the character's name. Remember the character from season one that Constable. they brought? Yeah, that fucking... Yeah, you, just, you said they were going to redo the- Yes. Yeah. Primmin, right. Primmin. Um, so this is like take two of that. But yeah. it, it kind of feels a little stale because it's literally the same... Conceit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all, there's all, there's way more stakes right now because mm. you know when it, when Primmon was there, it's like, oh, what what was the just, justification for Primmon even being there? I don't even remember the. the it was the, the same reason. thing. It was. It, it was, was going to be a potential war. I think Starfleet just. I, wanted... I, I thought it was more just like we don't think Odo is oh. good. Well, in this in this instance, it's we we pissed off the Dominion. Yeah. They just threatened the fuck out of us. 
we need way more help. Well, versus again, this guy's just here because because O'Brien's not around this week. Well, I also think that you could just be like, no, he's the you know he's the security officer on the Defiant, mm-hmm. which would make sense because there's again, except they don't back, take him on the mission. Well, sure, but going back to what we said last week, it's like, or this week earlier today is why the fuck are all of these Bajoran officers serving on board the Defiant? Like, why is Kira automatically? First officer on the Defiant. Well, I mean that because she is the liaison to like Federation and Bajoran interests, like, and you know if the Dominion does pour through the wormhole, first thing they attack is DS Nine. Second thing they attack is Bajor. Oh, I understand this. I I, don't, thing, I understand her being involved, but I also I just don't think that she should be in a as an officer on the ship. I think mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. I think Dax should be the first officer of the Defiant, and. Kira can maybe be there as like a advisor or something. Mm. But, but Joran representative. But like, can you imagine? Like, I went to fucking Starfleet Academy, bitch. What do you do? Oh, you were a terrorist. Okay, <laughs> I guess you can be the first officer on this Listen, starship. You clearly have book smarts. That bitch has street smarts. I guess so. And by street smarts, I mean terrorists. Like, can you imagine smarts. like just being like some blowing up somebody that's like smarts. like because I also assume the Defiant. You know it. Cisco didn't fly it to DS9 with just Eddington and, and the Romulan chick. There must have been a n- more crew that all got killed. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, when they got there, like, when they're shipping out, like, there must have been some fucking lieutenant on there's like, wait, why the fuck are... Who are these fucking terrorists, <laughs> fucking lady? What's going on here? <laughs> fucking terrorists? I also like the Chayev wouldn't have stood for that. The, I also like that we had to go through all... Jump through various hoops to make sure that Odo and Quark could be on the ship. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, that scene between them is so it's beautiful. He went, Odo went peak Jake. Yeah. He literally was like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you so much. I was like, oh my god, it's Jake. I actually thought it was kind of nice that Quark was trying, acted like he was going to be respectful about the goo bucket thing. Mm. And I actually believed him. Like it seemed genuine. So then he wouldn't shut up. Now yeah, that's Quark for you. Hmm. Oh god! <laughs> I know. When Cisco uh, has the staff. Oh my god! The Nagus's staff. Shimmerman hates that scene. He hates it so much because it just feels so. It it's, it does nothing that he says except like put the Ferengi down, like people do all the time, which we discussed in the Gem Hadar. And then yeah. Cisco's all like, "You're a Ferengi, so you bow to the scepter, right?" Yeah, it yeah also, no, it's it was demeaning. It was, it that was is true. I just the, but the faces, writing. the faces that uh, oh, Cisco, that's because it was Cisco honest. served amazing face. It's just, but I think it's lazy writing, and it doesn't serve either character. No, it definitely just feels like we couldn't get um, what's his name Zach. Yeah, I, but the what's his name to guest star? No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even, the, okay, so the Nagus is powerful, and everybody kisses his scepter. But what we've seen before is that. They only respect him as far as they absolutely have to. Yeah. Yeah, if and he wasn't there, you'd like spit on the staff and walk yeah. away. Yeah. And bec- and the only, you know, and because at the end of the day, it's all about who, you know, profit and nice. business, oh. you know, and business savvy. Yeah. So I do not see, even if Zek showed up himself, he would show up and be like, okay, eh, Quark, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to make you the richest man in the Alpha Quadrant if you... Um, and, um, 
you know, Zek would have bribed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't just be like, look at my scepter and do it! Yeah, no, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's really good yeah, shape. Yeah, that is actually really and, bad. Um, but I, I could see... So, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the writers really fucked up. They should have had... They should have had... Cisco bribe Quark. Yeah. Like, that's how it should have went down. Yeah, because if you come with me, we'll put your ads up all over the promenade like you want. Mm. Yeah, they could have done that. Or at least from one to three, we'll say. I mean, there's also not, like, there's not the biggest reason to have Quark in this episode. I think it's just so that we we reminded, oh yeah, Quark's one of the characters, we're going to find a reason for him to come. Uh, He's going to talk with a traitor. I mean, I did sort of like the idea, it was like, you know, we know he already has connections here, so, you know, it's stuff we seeded last season, like, that's kind of cool. But yeah, you're right, I mean, even as I was watching the scene, I was like, again, the whole time, I'm just like... You just you just couldn't get Zach. I think um, but, okay, but to be fair, do you? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Do you think that fucking Wallace Shawn would want to sit through the eight hour makeup just to have a? Oh yeah, no, totally. Forty but second it, scene. How much would that cost? That, I mean, yes, like, give him the fucking scepter. Fuck just it. maybe find a different way to do it. But again, even though it does fail in a lot of ways, just the watching Avery Brooks make those faces was a joy. I mm. I loved Cisco's faces. Yeah, no, I mean the, the, the scene was well acted. I just didn't care for the. the I did. You yeah, no, you're I right. I was going to move on to the other thing Cork does. In this in this episode, we just talked to Ornithar. Ornithar, I find fascinating. He had this really interesting cadence and the balance between him and Quark because they're both people motivated by nothing but profit. His yeah. cadence was, was really wild. Mm. I liked that. The, scene the, a lot. Something about the design of like his head, his hair, the way he talked and moved. Like I feel Better like than handle face. Hmm? Remember handle face? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. See, for I was sitting there, I was like, this guy feels like he walked out of like a production of Amadeus. Like, he just feels like a floofy <laughs> Renaissance era. Not Renaissance. Where are they? Bar- what are yours? Is Mozart. That's not Renaissance. That's well, well after. That era, though, of like floofy European courtier. I think because his hair sort of had a shape that was vaguely like those poofy wigs and he, again, walked very all like. I'm a man wearing weirdly. high heels. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? This guy's like alien courtier. I love it. Yeah, but I also, you know, him, the whole time he's on the bridge, he's, like, pricing yeah. things. And, like, yeah. he wants I to want buy earring. Kira's yeah. earring. Yeah. Deal. No, <laughs> wait, wait. Really? One bargain at a time. Really? <laughs> There's a woman for you. Speaking of bribing, now, was it Cisco or Quark who was, like, goes to him when he's being all reticent? And they're like, you know, could lose this contract, and then, you know, the founders might be pissed, or whatever. That was, was it Quark, who, yeah. Who, who, yeah, so that, again, that's sort of a better version of what they did with Quark. Where yeah. it was just like, we're gonna bribe, well, we're gonna extort you in this case. Mm. This is extortion, not bribery. But still, a good way to, like said, to deal with a character motivated entirely by uh, profit. Yeah, so, and again, the whole, I mean, it was ob- it was an obvious trap. But I, do, mm. I don't think, what's his face? That's, uh, you know... Talak The Jimfadar guy? No, no, the guy we just talked about. What's his name? Ornithar? Ornithal. I don't think Ornithal James... Look at the reference. O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I always forget that Juice's real name is Ornithal. Anyway, I don't think Ornithal was in on it, but it was an obvious trap, so... I feel like they probably just had a bunch of different things out there. That could have worked for them. No, I think they knew what was going down. They, I mean, the whole thing. I think the whole thing was well planned and executed to get the crew of the Defiant and Odo to that planet. Yeah. Oh yeah, but all I mean though was like they probably had a few different like 
threads out there that like any of these will lead to our desired outcome. Ornitho doesn't tell them where the planet is. He tells them where a certain relay station is. They go to the relay station. They find a different planet where they lose Jadzia and Miles Mm. saying, oh, this is where we think the founders might be. Let's go there because a lot of ships from this relay station are going there. And then they're like marooned on that planet whilst they leave because they're afraid the cloak would fuck up again mm. to rule you idiot well or the, the or they the the dominion had been tracking them the entire time because again going back to the theory that there is a mole my god it's been bashir this whole time i'm just thinking maybe it was their security dude because he's mm. just arrived eddington yeah, he's just arrived. And yeah, but then he's not on the Defiant. Oh, god yeah. damn it, never mind. It's Julian, and that's why he gets along with Garrick so well, because mm. they're both spies. That's oh, the thing, we man. don't we don't actually, for all we see Eddington in these episodes, we see maybe three minutes of real Eddington, and then all other Eddington is hallucination Eddington. Man, the hallucinations mm, are done, like, are they pulling this out of people's brains, or what? Because Seems so. Garrick had the most Garrick fucking line, even though he, he wasn't actually there. The line I wrote down is enemies make dangerous friends. I'm like, yeah, that's Garrick right yeah. there. Or, or their mole, on on Garrick. Space, their mole on Deep Space Nine is Garrick. Is studying the fuck out of how people on DS9 act so that they could build the simulation. It's funny because in my note, before I realized this was all fake, because this is not what I remembered well, so I was like, the only thing I really remembered from it was that the changelings turned out to be the founders. Before it was revealed that this was all sort of a simulation. I was like, oh man, you know shit's serious. Garrick decided to go straight to Cisco instead of via Julian. Mm, or straight to the Cardassians. Yeah. Oh my god, when I thought that he was dead, I was like literally screaming. I was like, what? 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 They can't have really just done this, right? And I wasn't getting anything from Pat, so I fucking text Chris like, did they really just fucking kill Garrick? And he's like, just watch. And then like, literally three seconds later, it's like, oh, LOL. You responded to her, Chris. No, I mean, yeah, no, your response, I knew he was fine. That it's See, like, that's why you don't respond. Well, see, you should have realized he was fine because we've talked about the fact that he's in so many more episodes. Well, I like wasn't thinking clearly. It could be his clone. True. Mm. Does he have a clone? It could be his twin brother, Elam. <laughs> well, anyway, I flipped the fuck out, and then when it turned out, like, what was actually going on was actually going on, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Well, so I, that's, there I was read, a lot of screaming happening yeah, in I read that house. audiences fucking hated feeling like they were tricked like that. Like, the writers have said, like, yeah, we really kind of wanted to, you know, do this fake-out thing where you learn, like, no, no, the story that actually matters is the Odo story because it's, you know, it's a very important thing for him to learn about his heritage and how much he hates his own fucking people and, and who the fuck even is he anymore? Oh, my God, existential existential nightmare. And the audience is like, yeah, but we really, really wanted to see what happened on the station and it turns out nothing and we feel like we've been tricked. Oh, you know what? Who, they, who's, what's the evidence that anybody thought that? Cause like I don't know. I read it on the internet in three probably, different places. Because somebody see that maybe that's why maybe audiences in the early nineties were just dumb and yeah boring. Like the writers have really basically said like yeah we weren't expecting that reaction from audiences. Because this we was feel a like great they're... fucking device. It I is. Thought. That's the thing. Is like, I I'm, was really grateful. I to personally have been personally I personally often find those sorts of plots kind of tiresome. But this one I thought was really quite good. Yeah, it teaches you a lot about the Dominion and like what they will do, how much fucking power they have, which yeah. is a fucking lot. 
you just have one goddamn ship that's that, whose cloak barely works sometimes. Okay, but also he talks about how shitty it was anyway. They're like, yeah, it's really overpowered. It blows up. Yeah, it's a piece <laughs> of shit, but we're going to fight the Jem'Hadar. We're going to show them we don't mind blowing up our ship in their faces. Well, I think, I think it wasn't that it was a... Sh- I think it was a good ship. It was just... The Defiant? Yeah, I think it was a good ship. It needs a lot was, of work. It was, needs work and it's, but yeah, our, but this ship that's like... Needs a lot of work is what they're flying into battle with. Well, I think it's, but it's, it's probably also. So here's the thing, right? So tell me, let's go back, was, let's tell go back me to the what the thing is. So we it, was, have... it was built to, to fight the Borg or to be Riker's love pad. No. Um, <laughs> yes, both. Why big heart shaped. So bed. we have mm-hmm. in the previous episode we have the Galaxy class ship just get fucking wrecked. Mm-hmm. It's munch. And and if you notice, it was getting wrecked. It got wrecked as it was retreating. Yeah. And did you see how fucking slow it was to turn? Yeah. That thing is fucking huge. The fucking inertia, the amount of energy you need to move a fucking galaxy class ship. Yeah, these aren't warships. They're not warships. And I think that that's the problem. I don't think I don't think Starfleet has any. I think the runabouts, they fared, they fared pretty good in the fight because they could maneuver around. Yeah. They could like... Yeah, but one shot takes them out. Yeah, so one shot. Gal- well, that's, a yeah. big ship t- can so, take a lot of damage. So you get the Defiant here, which is, you know, it's the Federation's first ship like this that can maneuver. It's got the maneuverability like a runabout, but it's got, you know, the shields, presumably, and the, the firepower of a bigger starship. So I think that's why they use it. I don't think I think they knew. Oh, we can't send yeah, no. a galaxy class ship or something like that because it'll just get fucking yeah. destroyed. I, lo- I love how definitely crew- don't send it over. I love how crew quarters are like cots and yeah, little bunks. bunk beds. See, that's the like, captain's quarters. I, I, I imagine was. that those, well, that was equity. That's okay. I imagine those quarters are what like the quarters look like on all other starships for people who aren't like the higher ups. Yikes. Like I, because I know they yeah, mentioned because they're basically barracks, right? Yeah, because because well, they like, talked about um, you know how they the in that oh I can't remember what it was called, but the TNG episode that followed the like four oh decks. yeah the kids yeah lower decks thank you like they mentioned the fact that you know when you're a certain rank you share quarters with someone yeah but I bet you they're bigger than the closet with the bunks. I mean yeah probably but I I still wouldn't be surprised if there's a bunk yeah maybe I think I still feel like it's it's even more. Spartan, Spartan, yeah, than that because. But I was also thinking, yeah, I bet you. So they I, they mention offhandedly that oh, you know, the some crew some quarters aren't done yet. That's why we're bunking Odo and Quark together. Mm. Also, because they love each other. Um, so maybe maybe there were better officer quarters that just weren't, maybe weren't available. Quark Odo could have been like, look, you can literally put me in a closet. I just need a place for the bucket. He's like, mm. bro, he's like Bender. Yeah. <laughs> You want to sleep in a closet? All right. So, Ames, did you happen to find what, like, were they just trying something new with Jedzia's hair? They were. Okay. People didn't like it. It like, reminded me of uh, Leah Brahms. Mm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I remember looking at it and thinking, like, wow, I mean, it's really neat, but I feel like it must have taken a thousand hours it's to do. It's probably a wig. That's I true. can only assume that Jedzia wears wigs. Yeah. Like how they made fucking Beverly Crusher wear wigs. But yeah, no, it was very... Did she uh, actually have nice red hair? Yes! Why would you do that? Because they're Weird. fucking idiots. They want it to be fuller. And well, like, I, also okay. think, I also think it's about consistency, too. So, like, true. That's true. If it's you get a wig too. made, like... Troy wore Troy wore wigs too. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, it also allows your actors to like do what they want with their real hair if they want to, and or... to go a little more incommunicado in real life when you think about it. True. 
I, mean, I read a little bit about the hair. I didn't read what, what the rationality was, but they said, yeah, it's the beginning of the next season. We want to do something di- different with it. Uh, we couldn't decide if we wanted to go long or short, so we put it up in a way that you couldn't tell how long it was. I mean, except to have that much. You're like, that's long as hair. Yeah, but then they, they scrap it and we never see it up like that again. But they yeah. do change, because, you know, all seasons one and two, she had that barrette. Yeah. But they change it now so they do a different little Brady kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll see that. Mm. But yeah, yeah, she had the big the, the big updo, and they even kind of did Kira's a little differently, and Cisco has cut his really close. It's really yeah, short. It's really I didn't short. like that. It's going to only get shorter. Yep. I know. Well, I know. And, we I, also, and I'm not excited. I hate I hate when he has the beard and no hair. Oh, it's I, not, think he, I think he looks good. We've like also done the switch to the new com badges. Oh, yeah. I didn't I even didn't notice, notice that. Yeah, the square yep. ones. Which, actually, I looked it up. The, these episodes premiered a few months before Generations, so this actually would have been their first, like... I mean, obviously people would have seen them in the trailers for Generations at this point, but this would have been their first, like, major debut in a thing. Mm. Neat. Yep. Yeah, I, I prefer these ones to the oval ones. I don't know. It's a little less busy, I feel like. Hmm. Cool. Um, well, I also think it's more of a it's a th- it's more of a throwback to the original series movies badges. Kind of, yeah. Kind of square, yeah, square. That's true. Oh, and as you, I think, Ames oh, said, God, what did I say? Um, the, you know, the 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 modified uniform for Odo. Because he had said oh, he yeah. liked the mirror universe I, uniform I, more, and they integrated some of that design into this one. I Fuck, honestly I didn't that can't either. tell any. I don't even remember what he was wearing in the mirror universe. I looked so. it up. The main difference, is, I mean, well, it's cut a little differently, but the main difference is he's got a collar now. Cool. Oh, he's got like a little that. like raised collar, whereas previously it was just a like a t-shirt collar oh. kind of thing. I did not notice that at all. Um, yeah. Not surprising it gives him anyone. More, it gives him more. Of an authoritarian look. Yeah, and the and cut of it, all the founders also had turtlenecks. Mm, but also, just the way it's cut, like his original shirt was kind of frumpy. They've now cut it so it kind of it's a little more form fitting. Yeah, and considering it's all supposed to just be him. his flash, he, I'm sure like Kira came back from your universe and said, "Oh, what a, oh my god, it was so weird seeing you there. You're wearing a slightly different uniform." And he's like, "Oh, tell me about the uniform. This sounds fun. I could make that happen." <laughs> He's like, well, would you say you liked it better than what I'm wearing now? <laughs> I do like, though, since we're on Odo. It's a good Odo, Kate. Uh, it was horrible, but thank you. <laughs> it, it's a good Odo having a weird crush and not knowing how to talk about it. Thank you. God but um, I do like the idea that Odo's love of justice is what is to the founders a per- perverted version as opposed to a improved version of their sort of love of order. Yeah, uh, cause especially because he said ages back, possibly in his origin story episode, where it was like, you know, he he feels like his people just have this natural sense of justice, maybe, mm-hmm. and so this mm. idea that what it is is that also they're really likes being a rat. Yeah, they're they're actually authoritarians, <laughs> but because he didn't get raised among them, it just turned into super cop. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Odo and Spock would have a lot in common if they met in terms of. You know, Nazis. Yeah, oh, they, no. they both really think Hitler was great. <laughs> Look, minus the concentration camp shit, the trains ran on time. Oh, was Mussolini. God. Whatever. Yes. And also, they didn't actually run on time. That is a myth. They changed they, time. They ran on normal fuel. Jake noticed that the rogue planet also had a load-bearing plinth, like the last place we found some goo. Okay, I actually I yeah. have a note. Was it the same style yeah, of plinth? I think it was the same... Same prop. I don't problem. know if it was the same nice. prop, but it was definitely like look similar. similar. Yeah, I yes. meant to mention that. Which which I think makes it sound almost like what if okay. Go on. More foil. 
So much foil. Packing on the foil today. So what if there are many plinths home worlds that the children like maybe mm. each of the children that they sent out was pre-programmed to go to a specific place yeah, maybe and that's a lot of planets well it's the fucking dominion they can do it and maybe the original planet that we saw was one of those worlds the one mm-hmm. that with the volcano but that baby was a failure well that baby well that fucking sucks showed up awful. too late or too early too early they weren't ready for him like, little, little floppy goo, I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> and he's just like, where's my people? <sighs> no one's here for me. Well, but also, and then the planet blew up. <laughs> well, but remember also, like, something about that planet fucking turned Odo into Dr. Odo and Mr. Hyde. That's true. So. The Kira talking to a tree scene was yeah. magic. Are you even here? Look, Look at me, I'm talking, talking to a tree. <laughs> You're not even here, are you? But, up, <laughs> but that also brings up the point is... If Odo were being a tree or a rock, yeah. or any of the other changelings would there, would he actually being trees be able to hear her anyway? We've discussed this. I know. But I, the answer I has to be yes, right? Because if yeah. you just had the consciousness of a rock, you would never unbecome a rock. No, no, not the consciousness, but a rock doesn't have ears. It can't. And an island things. never cries. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I think because because the way the way that the, thank you. The, 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 the female changeling said... Um, female. Female. I mean, that's actually what the character is called, so... Yeah, we gotta give her a nickname or something. Um, douche? <laughs> like... We already have had one that you have. Uh, no, no, that's Bitchayev. Yeah, is here. Try to keep up here. Yeah, I don't know. I, the way she describes like, oh, you're, you're being a rock, mm. you know, which to me means, like, yeah, you are literally... Like, yeah, you're conscious in the rock, but other than that... You yeah, yeah. And like, Odo says, I've been being a rock all day. I feel like I don't like understand not, rocks anymore. You're being not, rats, I'm cool. You're not hiding as a rock. You are being a rock. Yeah. Which makes me think that uh, my but theory is... I don't know. I, so I feel again, like if you're being a rock, how would you know to change back? Yeah, you, I feel you, like... You just, just, I'm, you're thinking. You're still thinking. You're like, okay, I'm done being but a rock. But rocks don't think. I mean, the thing, though, is like... We no, wait. Seen... Ames had a thing. That's Sorry. fine. No, no, please. No, okay. Okay. Odo, up until this point, has had no idea what he's been doing when he's been being things. He's just True. been being things. And it's this changeling lady that comes and says, when you're, you know, shaped as a thing, you're actually being that thing. And you can, you know, have lots of under- new understanding about hawks. That and was cool. That scene. The hawks is cool. Maybe you should have started with that. You know, it's like, well, yeah, of course there's nothing interesting about being a rock. Now be a bird. There you go. Well, yeah, but that probably takes some level of control. Yeah. And, like, I wonder if they have to deal with... So, like, <laughs> during this scene, when he flew down and, like, became Odo again, mm. I was like, holy shit, Odo's an Animorph? <laughs> so all I could think was, like, in the Animorph series, when they... We first so much about the Animorph Dude, because the fucking book series Because he keeps turning into rats and birds and shit. Yeah, no, I wouldn't keep doing it, but he keeps giving it to me here. In the Animorph series, they kind of have to, like, learn to deal with the mind of whatever creature they're being. So I wonder if there's any such struggle with animals with changelings. Never be a goldfish. You'll be too goddamn dumb. (laughs) Well, but, like, just the idea of, like, not getting caught up in just the, I am a hawk, so I fly, and, like, being able to control and, like, flying where you want Mm. it to fly and shit. Mm. We also find out about... The link. The great link. Or just, I mean, linking in general. <gasps> which is basic. So what? changelings don't have any kind of native speech or anything like that. They only seem mm. to communicate 
through the link, which is where they, when they merge their material. The hand jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Or just live in a pool of each other. (laughs) So gross. I don't like it. It's no, of very course we alien. don't get it. We're, we're filthy solids. Yeah. I didn't say I didn't get it. I said I don't like it. The Vulcans might get it a little with the mind meld. True. Yeah, I think it's more than a mind meld, though. I think yeah. I think it's... I don't know. It's something that's always kind of confused me about the changelings. Is like, are they... One creature split one, into... One creature that... Like, when they, bec- when they merge as one thing, how do they then divide and... Like, they know. They how does know a rock how. know to stop being a rock? That's true. That's what I'm saying. There's this a, is what I'm saying. There's a lot of unanswered questions about change. And I'm willing to bet we never get the answers. No. Honestly, we wouldn't like them if we did. Yeah. Probably not. Better left unexplained. Just, oh. just how Star Trek fans always want more Trek and always hate it. It's just, it's the pattern. But yeah, no, I think, to your point, I think Odo can, if he wants, be a fake thing be something else but still sense things because remember in when they were doing guerrilla tactics at the start of season two oh, yeah, wasn't he a chair or something he was a wall he was just yeah, the yeah, wall yeah. and then he was like hey i'm the wall um so clearly that. he was still sensing somehow i don't remember him saying that but he was, he was in his it. face i heard it yeah i know i read that when they came up with this idea of odo you're gonna meet your people was like is that a good idea is there gonna be anywhere for me to go with this i feel like you know me meeting my people is gonna be kind of like limiting and turns out they're assholes yeah and then he's like oh good i like that <laughs> i like that they're assholes because it means that i still have no goddamn place in the universe yeah no i mean that, that's saying they're, they're right if he had just met them this early and they were just good people mm-hmm. like okay now what yeah, the I, fact I, that I he's guess at, i live here now the fact that he's at odds with the people he's wanted to meet his whole life like that's great you know oh, yeah. it's like oh i found home and it blows yeah and they're and like Fuck. it's also gonna help like there's there's gonna be endless drama I feel and yeah. endless potential for drama where you have people on opposite sides of this conflict, but they are very reticent to actually hurt each other. Yeah, and also you probably you know I'm sure we'll see sort of like you know it's kind of like how when that one guy found out hey fucking Romulans they look just like Vulcans mm. and now it's like hey one of the founders is our security chief. This is weird, right? Yeah, now, Anyone else? Now, now having editing there doesn't seem like such a bad idea, does it? Yeah, yes, it does. Wait, does he stick around? Yeah, he's a he, he's a recurring character. No, I hate him. Well, again, we only saw real Eddington for like three minutes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody else was probably imagining a realistic Eddington because well, they, Odo wasn't part of that <coughs> dream. Well, except none of them really. They probably haven't interacted with them much yet. Who was part of the dream? Because that's where I got a little confused. Because for a long time, I assumed it was just Cisco and Bashir. Because the only scenes that we were really seeing were a couple Cisco Cisco scenes and a couple Bashir scenes. Yeah. Like when Jadzia and O'Brien pop in out of nowhere and say, "Hey guys, we're best friends with the founders yeah, they, now." Were they re- were they, they were. being yeah, them? They were. Yeah. That. So it was Cisco. Uh, I only Bashir. trusted Cisco and Bashir in the in the hallucination uh, scene. O'Brien and the Rock and Terrell. Yeah, it was the people that it was the people that they didn't kill on the Defiant. Yeah, Morn, Um, obviously. Yeah, he was there. Morn's always there. Yeah, so I assume. So yeah, they're they're yeah. We were getting it from Cisco and Bashir's perspective, but that was only to increase the drama that you know because we assume that that Dax and O'Brien have been captured. Yeah. So, and Turil, no one cares about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one gives a shit. No one needs her. Oh, she died. Eh. <laughs> here's, here's a body for you. 
Yeah. Hands her off to Garrick, I believe. <laughs> to which I wrote, Ah, Garrick dies as he lived, embraced by Bashir. Mm. <laughs> well, there's also, they also have there's, to make lunch. There's the fight. Uh, like, O'Brien gets into a fight. Yeah, with with one of the Jem'Hadar folk. Yeah, so that would have been real. To, to O'Brien? Yeah, like he would have thought Nothing he would have really got the shit kicked out of him in his brain. <laughs> He's still like, oh God, am I the guy from Whispers or any, or not? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I also like though. So like they're doing this experiment to see like how would the Federation react? Well, it's really how how these four people would react. Yeah, and it's also and it's, <laughs> and it's not just how they would react. It's how would they react to their fucking leadership going insane at the same time? It's not. Like, Didn't seem that out of character for like, Jayev, to be honest. It seemed like her. That's the thing. I was like, wow. Like, when it finally was revealed to be fake, I was like, wow. They got, they got her down. Yeah, I was like, Necheyev wasn't the tip-off. So what Cisco needs to do, that when they get back to the to the Alpha Quadrant, they get back to Deep Space Nine, and they realize, man, these guys are very, very powerful, very, very nefarious. They seem to basically know all our weaknesses because they were just mind-probing us. Let's destroy the wormhole right now. Yeah, let's just do it. Fuck, I thought fuck, you were gonna, fuck the tulaberry wine. It's not worth it. I thought you were going to say, let's kill all the admirals right now before they can make a deal like this. Because they totally would. Well, also, the other thing, too, is I think at this point, now, knowing now that the founders are changelings, now you have to... Destroy the wormhole right now. Assume that they are... Everywhere. That they are... Have you know? Mourned. They are spying. <laughs> that they are around. There's so no way. So regardless, they would, destroy they would the wormhole. The only option is destroy the yeah, wormhole. Yeah, they probably should be destroying the wormhole. But I'm guessing is the it Federation worth it? is. It's not. Wouldn't Bajor lose their fucking mind? Who if they cares? Did? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I wrote in my notes. Yeah, Bajor would be better under the Dominion. They'd be much better well, than the they are now. Is, whose wormhole is it to destroy? Because mm. mine. Ben Cisco's. <laughs> well, because it's it is filled with. Aliens, like mm. the, I, the the Federation, generally looks down on genocidal events. Well, I mean, fair. All they're saying is they're closing the entrance. They're not but necessarily the, collapsing know, the whole. For all wormhole. they know, that would destroy the whole thing. That is true. But also, it's possible that this being not just a normal wormhole, but some sort of alien thing, they could very well destroy the entrance, and the aliens go, "Hey, where'd that window go?" Kind of put it back, like son of a bitch. They, they destroy the ants like, what the fuck are you doing? Wipe out all life. <sighs> my last notes are, oh my god, I can't stand Borat's voice. Please punch him in the throat. Mm. It was Wait. originally supposed to be played by uh, the woman who played Eris, but she wasn't available. Wait, who was Borat? Mm. Borat was the Vorda who was doing negotiations with Necheyev. He had everybody oh, locked oh, the up dude, in the rock. The guy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Vorda no, guy with, like the, with the ear thing. Yeah, I wasn't into him, yeah. The hair over the ears is weird. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't do that with Eris, and I don't think they ever do that ever again, from what I recall. It's been a while. It's but. like how, how the Cardassians never wore thongs on their face after the first <laughs> God, I forgot about those horrible they hats. Did, they changed, I, I noticed one thing that they changed very slightly in the Jem'Hadar design was um, the little neck tube mm -hmm. changed colors. It was black in the... Previous in uh, Jem'Hadar. Probably didn't stand out enough. Yeah. So they were like, we got to make sure. Because well, I was looking, because I knew it was there, and I was looking for it, and in, in a couple of shots, you could see, oh yeah, they he does have it. It's just very hard to see because it's black against his black yeah tunic. Yeah. Well now. All right, we've been talking about this this three parter for a long time. time I think. All of this is going to get cut. Nope. Listen. We finished season two. Yep. Two down. 
Five, Five to, go. to go. And man, I, I gotta say, like season ones and two, I don't think we're bad by any means, but the we're 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 about to hit peak DS9, and it pretty much continues. Like mm. like I feel like like TNG dipped a few like yeah, six and six and seven were kind of on like the do, the down slope of that curve. And I, I feel like I feel like DS9 DS9 gets very consistently good from here on out. I yeah, and by honestly, before the end of season two, I had already basically declared it my favorite Trek. So if it's only gonna get better, I'm excited. It depends on how much you like the Dominion. Yeah, if you like the Dominion arcs, because well, I thing, don't it, really know yet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah you'll I've find seen. Out. It, it, I mean, th- I think that's the the factor that se- separates oh, fan no. like the different fans. The fans who don't like Deep Space Nines are the ones who don't like the Dominion stuff. Oh mm. no! So you're saying I could turn any second. But here's yeah. the thing. Here, I think the reason people don't like the Dominion stuff is because those are the same people that just like episodic stuff. Oh, I, I don't mind an arc. And I think that, well, that's the thing. So this is, so DS9 kind of becomes the first experiment in Star Trek to do a serialized storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they still mix it in with some episodic stuff. Like it's not, it's not serialized the same way that Picard is. Yeah, like like any new series that you see, because I think we'll, I feel like, Anything new out there on Netflix and other streaming platforms are meant to be binge watched. Yeah, this stuff is like you could watch them out of order or whatever. You, if you if you binge them, you'll have a different experience because they're all different stories. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they don't like the Dominion or you know they don't like the the Dominion arc because it was dumb or boring or anything. They didn't like it because oh I want Alien of the Week or you know I want hard sci-fi I want episodic stuff I want hard sci-fi though. well there's probably also people who are like there's plenty of sci-fi very much into the Roddenberry idea of the Federation mm. whereas this especially through the Dominion arc will arcs will the Federation's will, getting grayer or what yeah getting grayer and really questioning it's it it's always and, been gray people just didn't notice well yes yeah, so this, this is the show that really goes hey guys there's some big flaws here let's talk about it mm. yeah I don't know I feel as though in terms of how it's written and plotted and and also sort of the the shades of gray um, that the that the federation and the story is presented in it's very much in the same ballpark as like discovery and Picard. Mm, yeah but i think it's infinitely better Better done, better written, better told, better acted. I don't know. Terry Farrell's still not doing it for me. Yeah, Terry Farrell really is dragging down the cast in terms of acting. Mm. I, I think. I think her, I thought she's been fine for a while. She's I, been pretty. Who are we talking about, Dax? Yeah. No, I, I think she's doing better. I think she's better. So next week, there's an episode where I Benjamin, think, <laughs> where I think she does better. But yeah, she just her deliveries are so like wooden. A lot of the time, I think I mean, she gets better. I think she's getting better. She hasn't. I haven't really had a problem with her in a long time. No, think, well, but if you're I saying next week, I make a note that's like, oh, Terry Farrell, what well, did you do? But if you're saying is she the weak link, I would say yeah. Yeah. I don't absolutely. think she's like horrible, but I, don't I mean, know, there is wrong. she's. Yeah, but even he's he fine. plays his the character well. The acting is good. Job. He's an annoying character, but it's like when you're up against fucking Armin Shimmerman mm. and Renee Aubergenois and whatever Kira's real name is. Sorry, Kira. Nana Visitor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I always forget because it's a weird, like someone's name being Na- Nana to me. I don't know. It's, it's like, like her name's do- Grandma. Like a, the dog from uh, Yeah, Pan. yeah, you're right. That's Nana. <laughs> but yeah, and, and like even Avery Brooks, who's 
weird as fuck. I love but it's him. Such, yeah, he's he's got such a distinctive accent. It's not, it's not bad. It's Jazz Shatner. It's I not just, bad. It's great. The, like some so many people like we I I make the mistake slash talk, sometimes talking to people on Starship shit yeah, posting that's yeah. a mistake because people on shit posting fucking hate Avery Brooks and I'm like you just don't appreciate fine acting is your problem like this is this man is a fa- like he's just wonderful and he's subtle and yes sometimes he delivers things ow you know and it's like <laughs> he's very consistent. Because he had the same exact reaction to the shitty coffee on the Defiant that he did to the shitty coffee on DS Nine. Yeah, it was during, the same like face and noise. Like, yeah, when the when the trans not the transporters the replicators were breaking people's minds. Yeah, but no, he, the man has a very specific reaction to shitty coffee. All right, this is a very very long episode. It is talk about what we what we liked and what we didn't like episode wise. Yep. All right, uh, who's gonna start, Caitlin? Agreed. Because because I Top shouted bottom. bottom, in no particular order. No, okay, in particular order. Third worst, playing God. Second worst, Sanctuary. Worst, Rivals. There you go. I don't even remember what they're about from when I wrote them down. I just remember they were shitty, or that they were the least good. Because it was kind of a difficult. Like Rivals is the only one that I went. Oh yeah, ugh. but for the most part, it was like an embarrassment of riches. In terms of good episodes, and then there were some that were like not so good. I know it's, it's this is a really tough season because there's nothing I would consider like really bad. There are a couple of ideas that are like, yeah, bad idea. You go Yeah, no, that's actually a bad. I episode. Think it's bad. I don't bad. think it's really. It doesn't qualify in the same same category. Some of the real I, shit yeah. we've seen. I know. I know. I, I like Rivals is like season one TNG level bad. No, yeah. not yeah. that bad. If wishes were horses, were that level of bad. <clears throat> I'd put the, I mean, if I were making a season of bad episodes, those would both be in it. <laughs> well, what, do you, what did you have? What, what are your right. So my bottom episodes for season two were Rivals, Armageddon Game. Mm. That's the one where they're trapped on the planet with... Yep. Uh, with the fucking stupid death machine. Yeah, and O'Brien's arm is, like, infected or something. Yeah. And playing God. Playing God. Mm. That's the one with... I'm, uh, I'm noticing with, themes. With the, with the initiate. Yeah, wasting a really interesting plot to instead talk about yeah. the most boring man in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I know! Well, guess what? What do we got? Playing God. Mm-hmm. Correct, Mundo. The alternate... Really? Which one was that? That's Dr. Jekyll Dr. and Mr. Odo. Yeah, we meet Dr. Yeah. Pohl, who who was Odo's owner. Oh, yeah, but I... I that like, surprises me, because I liked that episode, because I thought it had I, some good, like, I'm I trying to be dad it, 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 The thing is, I would rather they just had... I think they wasted a lot of time on the Mr. Hyde shit that didn't need to be there. Mm. I think it would have been a lot better if it was just dad, Odo's annoying dad comes to visit, and they have to, like, something, you know? Like, mm. I... They have to discover a proto-universe so that Ugh. we can just entirely lose playing God. Yeah, I just feel like they, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, yeah. And rivals. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I had I had a whole bunch that were in my blah pile, but now that we've been talking about this, yeah, like, it all entirely overlaps with everybody. Because I had Armageddon Game, because that ending just is dumb. It, on, 
could have it could have been interesting, but it wasn't. Playing God because I really wanted more of that proto universe. Yeah. And rivals because it makes no goddamn sense. So bad. It makes no goddamn sense. Stupid. So dumb. Was dumb. the only so, odd so one dumb. out? Sanctuary and the one that you said. Huh. That's funny. That's actually really funny. Mm. I mean, we're often consistent, oh, yeah, often. but that's that's pretty good. What's your tops? My tops. What does that say? Oh, God, that's a good question. Does it say The Wire? Yeah. Was that an episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's okay, the one where um, <laughs> Garax, like, built yes. in happy juice oh, breaks. Oh, my God. That was... And I picked that one mostly be just, I mean, I thought it was a good episode anyway, but God damn, Eric, Garrick acts his balls off. My God. So good. Profit and Loss. Really? Yeah, that's the one with oh, Girl yeah, Face, right? Girl I face. like Girl Face, and I, I liked... I don't know. I just really liked it. That's all. And um, probably not a huge surprise, Blood Oath. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because the return of the wonderful Klingons. The Klings. I the mean, Klingons and, that cling. Anytime Koloth is around, it's going to be a thing I like. Yay, so. Koloth. So that's my tops. Okay. Mr. Uh, Jake. My tops are going to be <laughs> Rules of Acquisition. That was on my honorable That's mention. with Pell? With Pell. Okay. Necessary Evil. Yeah, with uh, Odo playing Columbo. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. that was almost oh, yeah, that was a good episode. Noir, noir Odo going back and doing a Noir, noir Odo. Odo. <laughs> that came really close to my top. Um, and Shadow Play. That's the one wow. with the, um, so the hollow, hollow, the hollow, hollow society. Because I just think that's a great. Um, oh, yeah, a that's great, a, fun one. a great sci-fi idea. Yeah, of the, the holographic society. Yeah, I have the Wire, mm-hmm. Blood Oath. Mm-hmm. And rules of acquisition. Normally we talk about it more, so I'm trying to write these down. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. Uh, yeah, my really good ones. I was really, really torn between my my third one because as much as I re- as much as I like Blood Oath, I think I like Whispers more just because it's so mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. and which, it's also shot in an interesting way. And which was Whispers? Whispers is the one where Miles is replaced by a replicant. Yes, that's a great. That answer. is a good one. And, yeah. well, and that's very hates him. and that's very hard science yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes which a is, lot which of is sense. Which is why, as much as you know, Blood Oath is very fun to watch, is very entertaining, but Whispers is fun to think about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like Whispers an awful lot. I also liked Tribunal because, of course, I. Did. Tribunal was great. Tribunal that was an honorable mention. Was me. almost in my top. It's yeah. fascinating. I really liked it. And and O'Brien as you know, th- these are two O'Brien gets shit on episodes because actually Colmini is so great at his sad, sad face. Oh, he really is. He's so sad. That's it's just his face. Oh no. <laughs> also a tribunal. I was like, you know, again, good episode. Again, Colmini doing really, but also the, that fucking lawyer. The lawyer. <laughs> so good. Even the judge. The judge. I love. <laughs> well, see the judge. You flatter me, sir. You flatter. Me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought the judge was actually the weak point because no, she like kept her. switching between weird accents, and I was like, "Bitch, get it straight." Okay, well, cool. And my and my other top is the wire because Garrett yeah. fucking owns that oh my episode. God, so good, yeah, really good. Plus, like, it's just a beautiful look at the relationship between. Yeah. Like, it's like. You know, we don't really trust Garrick, but they're buddies, and he loves them, and he wants to help them. I don't know. I thought yeah. it was just such a nice episode. That's a good one. But yeah, overall, like, again, I think, with the exception of Rivals, like, I think this was just one where the... the well, I don't know. We, we all said we hated Playing God. Yeah, yeah. Play, okay. Except for those two. I've literally already forgotten again what Playing God was. Uh, boring, boring, initiate. boring guy. Whoa, whoa, I can't listen to both of you. What did you say? Dax has the little initiate guy. The oh, boring guy, yeah, too. I didn't like the initiate guy. And they, like, inst- you know, what should have been the main plot about the proto-universe was instead 
a B plot, maybe C plot, and it was garbage. I know, yeah, it was never explored. It was yeah, never, it was it wasn't, it, you never knew the weight that it would have. It, yeah, was, no. it, was, it was a crying shame. It was terrible. But aside from that, like I said, my issue with finding a third one was just that, like, even the ones that weren't as good weren't necessarily bad. You know, like I said, it was the same issue we had with, you know, it was either season three or four of TNG, where it was like, even the ones that weren't good weren't necessarily like, Jesus, I'll never watch this again. Yeah. Like I was surprised looking at the IMDB ratings that the the lowest rating of this season was Second Sight, which is like really. What do people hate about Second Sight so much? That's the one with the woman in red. Oh yeah, yeah. That, we noticed that earlier. I thought that was a good episode. Not top three, that but was good. In, that was in my bottom. Was six, it? I think. So why? What? What don't people like about I don't that? No, I, I, I don't. Cisco gets to be weird, which people love. That dress was awesome, which I love. It mm. was awesome. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I just, I didn't care for the actor that played the guy. Um, the guy who destroys himself in a star? Mm-hmm. I don't know, it felt like a TNG Riker episode, <coughs> you know? I, yeah, I can see what you mean. And I just, like, I've had, a, I've seen enough Riker episodes. I don't need to know. And I also, like, another one that Malora I... Malora also felt like a TNG Riker See, I didn't mind Malora. I didn't mind Malora so much, because at least it gave us some interesting Julian yeah. stuff. That one's also very, very low in the list. Um, I, according, according to IMDb. See, assholes, I would, I would put... Um, yeah, no. Another one I had kind of low, but but not bottom three, was uh, Cardassians. With the... Um, with uh Oh, but it has so much Garrick it's being got, enticing. Yeah, it has tons of Garrick. Yeah, but... I think it's it's an episode that if not for Garrick's presence and all the crazy stuff he was up to, would have been a lot worse. Yeah, it's just it was recite. It feels very recycled. And yeah, the IMDb. I mean, I don't know if I've said that. I've said this before, but I don't know if I said it on the show. But like, they don't discuss how their rating system works, but they have admitted that certain users' ratings are weighted more. So it's not a strict like one-to-one review system you know it's not actually an average like johnny user 5238 his five stars counts more heavily than someone else's five stars for some fool reason it's all getting five stars though well yeah either way but there's one star also weighs more than someone else's five star yeah we drag it down it's like so it's and you know it's not proven but posited that you know there's just a lot of lonely angry you know, nerd boys on the IMDb fucking up ratings. We need IMD- more cat suits. What was interesting was the IMD does, IMDb does ratings out of ten. So what is that? Well, either way, though, it's it, as opposed five, to Johnny User Five Eight Joker X's ten star weighs more than someone else's one star. Well, and that and also like I noticed that even the like episode descriptions seem to have been written by users. Mm. And were therefore really lengthy and not useful. Yeah, <laughs> you give me I, I don't even go there anymore. Synopsis? If I want information, I go to Wikipedia or Memory Alpha. I'll probably point. start doing that because IMDb is not very yeah, helpful. No, it's a cesspool. It's good for checking the cast list. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing it's good for, yes. But everything else is pointless. Because you can see it by episode, too, which I like. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, hey. Hey. You know what hey. else I like? What do you like? Season 3 of TNG? I, nope. No. DSG. <laughs> Uh, it's just season 3 TNG, TNG was, was good, good too, too, yeah. Yeah, no, that's where they really, I felt, hit their stride. Yeah, 5 is the best. What I like, though, is that next week we have two more fabulous episodes to discuss mm. on the podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about The House of Cork, which <laughs> is brilliant, and Equilibrium, which is fine. Spoilers. Fine. Cut those lines. Don't cut those lines. You can cut them, I don't care. Ah. Uh, I don't care. Uh, so, if if you liked this show... And you want to hear more, you can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, 
on Google Play and on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow or a like or whatever on Facebook. You can search a star to steer her by there. We are at SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. You can visit SSHBpodcast.com, our home on the web, which is currently just a link to our Tumblr, but someday it might be more. And if you're wondering why you'd want to check out a Tumblr, it's because we write really neat things. Sometimes we write a fan fiction. Sometimes Chris writes about a starship design and... Jake writes about evil admirals. Some and, of his tinfoil hat theories and are going And Ames there. writes about Wesley Crusher's sweaters. We haven't written in a while. I feel like I feel like I yeah. should be taking better What else do we years. have to do? That's Jesus. true. I know. Like well, I'm sitting around most of the day watching YouTube videos. But I I write about some good YouTube videos. Well, at the very least, these um, our tops and bottoms are going to be up there. True. If not now, then soon. Yay! Mm-hmm. Well, by the time this is up, they'll probably be there. Probably. Yeah. I got nothing else to do. Well, no, unless you're listening to the day of. They usually go up like... I, they, I usually put them up the day I but share yeah. them the next yeah. day. Well, there you go. There we are. Um, oh, if you go on Facebook, me. you can put a, a thumbs up on my uh, Argyle graphic. I saw it. it did was you make cute. an Argyle graphic? Really? When did that happen? I was the only, you're the only one that noticed it. Yeah, no, it didn't No, it didn't even tell me you did something. Really? It's because he shared it as our, our page instead of as himself. Still, I... I it was in, it was as a comment. As we both look. Oh, as a comment. Oh. I see. That's oh. why it didn't tell me. Yeah, it was on the Marina Sirtis. Uh, oh, the. Uh, thing. I thought that was so cute. Anyway. Wait. What did Jake say? Where's our guy? Nice. Well, click, okay. click, click. All right. You got to click the reply. That's the important part. This is thrilling. We'll, we'll share a link to our past <laughs> post so you can check this out. <laughs> nice. I love it. All right. Uh, as always, I have been Caitlin. I am Jake. This has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Oh, shit. I have a rule of acquisition for this. Rule of acquisition 285. Hold on. I have it. I have it. Let's hear it. Hold on. Rules of acquisition 285. No good deed ever goes unpunished. They say that in Picard, too. (laughs) Picard is a secret Ferengi. Uh.